0: rise up welcome to rise up radar where we keep the falcons on your radar thank you for joining me stan parker for another episode let's have a ball and show.
1: go ahead and let's talk about the negative and the positive with the falcons that's kind of what i wanted to get to um so let's kind of look a little bit deeper at the stats. Okay, so this is the stat, the very first one. These are all the negatives about the Falcons. And I really have a huge problem with this particular stat because this oh tells boy. you how bad it is on defense. Yeah. Okay, so two of our three <laughs> leading tacklers, all oh, the Falcons. Cor- let me guess, let me guess, in- let
0: me guess. Let me guess. They're corners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they play in the secondary for sure. Um, <laughs> Demonte Casey's one of them, and but then AJ okay. Terrell is the is the other one. Yeah, so Devontae Casey, yeah, he um DeMonte Casey leads the Falcons in tackles right now with eleven, and then AJ Terrell's is not far behind him. He's the third leading tackler on the team with nine. So that ball's been the secondary a lot. <laughs> yes, that's that's
0: too many. That's too much
1: back there. You know, like this –
0: they're living in the secondary. If they're getting to the second level, that's a bad deal. And I bet you a lot, some
1: of those have been running plays. So, Ugh. yeah, it's not exciting. Yeah, not good. So, um, number two, the Falcons are giving up five touchdowns a game on average. Man, that is yes. uh, 35 points a game. And, and even in NFL, you're not going to win many games like that. Like, if you were – if that number was a lot closer to 20 or 15 – then you probably win the majority of your games, but we're sitting right. there at 35. thirty five. I mean, you're going to go lose most of your games when that happens. I found I mean, Good. Yeah, no, you go.
0: I was I found on the internet worse than what you got, and I don't know if it's real anymore. But I got that the Falcons are giving up thirty nine uh uh per average. But but if five touchdowns is pitiful. Well, If you cut that in half, two and a half, if we do it, if, you know, two and a field goal, I don't know. So three, like you said, three touchdowns a game. We'll take three, 21 points. If the Bears only score 21 points, the Falcons should beat them.
1: Yes, you're correct. And, and actually, you are right. They are giving up 39 points a game. However, this uh, stat came – they've given up 10 touchdowns in two games.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. See, this – yeah, that's – that's – that's – that is ridiculous, yeah. man. That's that's uh, anyway. Um, can you imagine just on this first second? Can you just imagine like walking into the building on like a Monday, like after this Dallas game? Like, all right, you know, let's all huddle up and socially distant and talk about it. Like, how awkward is that room it, right it's, there?
1: It's got to be awkward, especially with some of the stories that have come out of Falcons camp about different things, too the um, different decisions that were made yeah. and, and how bad the secondary played. And, you know, it's just, to me, the whole thing is just puzzling. It can't be a good environment. It can't be a positive environment for any of those players or anybody who works with that staff. No. Mm, 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 mm. All,
0: all right. right so, um,
1: okay, here's the one that's just, oh, man, all these stats are just so bad. They're, they're bad. They're giving up 372 passing yards a game. They are giving up almost a first down, a passing play. They're at 9.1 yards a play.
0: (laughs) Can it get any worse? Is there another team worse? I mean, do you have the statistical – like, do you have the stats ranked or anything? I mean, there can't be another team worse than that. No, I, would imagine, I don't have the right? stats
1: in front of me, but um, I would imagine that we should look at that in a future show. But I can imagine there's not there's yeah, not another that. team that has a worse yards it per play average worse. defense on on the for each down. They're getting up an average of nine point one. So yeah. basically, you throw a pass first down, you throw another pass first down. That's essentially what we're talking about here.
0: And you throw and you throw four of them. Yep. Now you're in the red exactly. zone. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Mm. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. I didn't realize yeah, it was that bad, Todd. It bad. Be It's
1: It's really bad on the defensive side of the ball. Now, we can talk about the offense a little bit later, too. The offense has got a lot of positive things going for them, but it, it's the defense has got to shape up. Okay, so they're also giving up 45% on third down as well. That's 10, 10 out of 22 tries. Um the, the other team's been successful on, 45%. And look, I compared it. 45% percent. That's yeah. that
0: percentage. So they're giving up 45% yes. for the other team. The other team has 45% success rate. Success on, rate for the, third oh, down, yes, them. that's That's dang near 50-50, it brother. It is.
1: And so I Ugh, compared okay. it to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Indianapolis Colts are leading the NFL right now. And total yards given up and their percentage is only 36 percent so uh, teams are seven out of 19 against them so that's a that's much better than what the Falcons are okay. that's what they need I to see. strive to be um yeah that's the good that's the, that's the mark yeah, sir we talked about this a little bit earlier too the running game is only averaging 92 and a half uh, rushing yards per game we got to get that picked up a little bit I mean you don't have to lead the league in rushing. But you really need to be in the middle of the league in rushing if you're gonna have any chance at all. That is that offensive rushing, No, that are is, you talking about like the no, defense that is or offensive or rushing? rushing? Now the Falcons aren't giving up a lot of on the defensive side of the ball, that's a positive for them. They're not giving up a lot of rushing yards either. I think they've only um given up an average, yeah, like 104, 104. yards a game, which that's workable. You can work with that. But uh yeah. That's top ten, by the way. Yeah, that's number nine. So that's that's actually the good part. But you know, the interesting thing about that, like, I don't think we've seen enough of the season to see if that's going to stick or not, because when the other team's pulling up. Right, for sure. Uh, 372 passing oh, yeah. yards on Listen, your why game. Why you? point running. Like, the secondary yeah, is so bad, you? why do we even need to try to yeah. run? It's just a waste of time. Let's just keep passing. Right, right, right. When we pass, we're getting 9.1 yards of play, so why even run the ball and only get two or three yards of play against you know, so that? I'm going with the percentages. Right. Just mind-boggling, and we talked about that two-point conversion earlier, but an interesting story came out of the Falcons' camp after that onside kick where there were five guys around the ball. So, Dan Quinn came out, and he gave a statement, and he said, oh, the guys oh, the guys knew what to do, say? so they've been told what to do. They've been coached. But then Arthur Blank came out later on. And he said it was obvious to me the guys didn't know the rules or, or didn't know what they were supposed to do. And... Listen, that all right, pause right there. That it that
0: is enough right there for Dan Quinn to come out and say, Hey, the boys knew what they was told to do and they just didn't do it. And then the big man, Mr. Blank himself, Uncle Arthur, had to come out in the med- into the media's face to say, No, 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 no. They don't look like they was coached up. Boom. Dan Quinn's seat just got even hotter. He just turned his seat, just got up. Turned up 15 degrees. Listen, he ain't got. If if they come out and lay an egg against these bears in an embarrassing fashion, if they lose on a last second field goal is one thing, but if they get torched by this idiot Tr- Mitch Trubisky, I I don't know if he makes it to the bye week. I my 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 official like my official. You know, I'm calling it now. I don't know what you call it, but you know, my my thought is. If he if it gets ugly in here and we're five hundred not even five hundred. If we got two, three wins in the bye week, it's like week what was that week nine, week eight, I don't remember what it is. It's in the middle of the year. And if they got two, three wins, Dan Quinn might get fired is gonna get fired. That's my call. I'm a, I'm gonna call it there It's the bye week. But because Uncle Arthur is talking to the media around about to the head coach, that's you know, it's trouble in paradise there. So, you know, that's that's, that's kind of just something to read Yeah, that's my sentiments
1: exactly. That's exactly what I thought when I read the article. I was like, okay, so they're not even agree with each other at this point, and Blank's pretty much calling Quinn out for being an inadequate coach. Oof, 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 oof.
0: So that is definitely a storyline to watch. Heck, he might no, not make it out he this he probably week. won't. Oh.
1: I mean, I think he'll probably get one more game against Green Bay, but – you know Aaron Rodgers is going to torch you already going into that game. You know that's oh, going listen. to be the game that's does yeah. the air. And it's, it's Monday Night Football at Lambeau.
0: You're crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's going to be – that's going to be – you know, all right, I'm not going to, like, get out. I'm going to try to come back down to earth a little bit, you know. Hopefully they don't get slaughtered, but – if they could put a game plan together, you know I'm try. All right, I'm gonna try to be optimistic here against these Bears because I think they could beat these Bears. I think they got a. I think they've got a talented enough team. I'm not gonna say they have a better team. I have the Falcons have a talented enough team to beat the Bears to score more points at the end of the game. Oh than yeah, the Bears.
1: sure, but if they don't win this game, so. if they don't like right now, the Falcons are still sitting there with some faint hopes, maybe. But if they don't win this game, I mean, barely. they're yeah. If, very it, if they do lose this game, then it's it's you might as well just turn out the nightlight. It's over. They're going to lose to Green Bay next week. But if they win, then the schedule is going to start easing up after that Packers game. So you're going to have some opportunities,
0: right? So I mean, there's there is there is there's always hope. We got 14 more games to play. You still got to lace them up. The other team, and if you look around the NFL, and I know we don't do a lot of that on this podcast, but we might start doing that, but kind of just look, looking around of all the major injuries that have happened in the last week, like major names that people are going down for season, season ending injuries. Heck, man, all that matters is the division. And Uncle Drew down there looking, looking kind of old, looking like he got a wet noodle for an arm. So, you know, you know, Tom Brady keeps going to the other team. You know, what I'm like it's the division that matters. Yes. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the oh, and and the, and what's his name is out too. Yeah, kid from um, Stanford. And he out? Did he kid. get hurt? Uh, shoot. Matt McCaffrey, Christian, Sorry. Christian I, McCaffrey, right there. Yeah. he's out for two to four weeks. Yeah, with a Hammy or something, ACL sprain or yeah, something. Yeah, he's not gonna have yeah. a lot of
1: help in Carolina this year anyway. Around him. I mean, he's his chances of getting hurt in any given game are always gonna be greater because he is the one star player that can really do stuff. Because he yeah, he's touching the, the ball all the time. So yeah. McCaffrey being out, no big surprise yeah. there. Uh, right now, it looks like you know the division's still up for the taking. You got New Orleans sitting there at one and one. You got Tampa Bay sitting there at one and one. Then you got the two zero and two teams in Carolina and Atlanta.
0: That's what I'm saying. The division is still there. You still got your division opponents ahead of you. There's still hope, Falcons fans. I am optimistic about this week. I think we can go out there and get a W and start the turnaround, Todd. That's my official take. That's my official... And that's why
1: we're going to go over the positives. That's the reason we're going to talk about the positives, to give you Falcons fans some faith that the Atlanta Falcons will win this weekend. So, there are really six key ones that I was able to identify. So... The Falcons, they're great on offense. They're averaging 443 yards per game. And they are actually winning, despite the running game, having woos this year, they are actually winning the time of possession. They are uh, right at averaging the ball about 31 minutes and 36 seconds to the other opponent 28 minutes and 24 seconds. So um, that's good. That's really surprising. surprising, This is also a very surprising stat, although uh, we'll kind of talk about why it's a reality. The Falcons are plus one in turnover ratio right now. However, <laughs> it's kind of deceitful <laughs> in a way because
0: yeah, it's because huge for the sure. last
1: cowboys had all those turnovers at the very beginning of the game in the first quarter against the Falcons on Sunday. So without all those turnovers, the Falcons would probably be in minus four, minus five in the turnover ratio. Yeah. So um for sure. The kicking game's been
0: and they haven't even gotten close to an interception. Like, it's not even like, oh, he missed one, with hit him in the hand. Like, they had not even no, been close. No,
1: nowhere, nowhere close. Nowhere close at all. Um, the kicking game's been really good, too. Uh, you know, uh, Ku is six for six on field goals. And uh, he's been one of the bigger surprises of the season. Maybe not to you. I'm a little bit more surprised by it. I know he's on your fantasy team.
0: You, yeah. Let's go, cool. He missed now. He did miss an extra point there. for the Beginning uh, of the season. It was against Seattle early Seattle. in the game. Yeah.
1: But he's been great on the field yeah. goals. Yeah. And then, um, okay, so for the sure. Falcons, this is just as much. just the positive, but it's kind of a problem at the same time. The Falcons are averaging 350 passing yards per game. Uh, okay, so that means you don't really have much of a running game either. And right now, surprisingly, your leading receiver right. is Calvin Ridley, not Julio Jones. Uh, Julio... Did not have a very yeah. good game. Yeah, it yeah. against Dallas. He had a good game against Seattle, but um, Calvin Ridley, man, we need to uh, tip our hats off to him. He's averaging one hundred and nineteen and a half points uh, yards per game.
0: He's yeah, got four TDs,
1: uh, and that's you got. Yeah, I, I think he's 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 a
0: league leader in uh, touchdowns, and uh, I think he's lead leader in least like top three in average. And top three in yards, uh, total yards. Yeah, got to so, love those Alabama. I mean, he's on, obviously, if you scrap, yeah, if you want to extrapolate that out, you know, he's, he could, you know, have a. But uh, hopefully that's a- like, okay, so I know we're doing positives right now, but like if Julio is on the field, even if he is like lame duck Julio lame duck Julio is a lot better than a lot of receivers out there. So, I mean, if he's playing at like 85% 75%, he's and Calvin can still eat, and that's what we need. We need Calvin to eat. We need Calvin to continue to be the stud
1: wide receiver that he is. So Yes, and that's one reason Calvin really is having such a great season. It's because of Julio Jones. Julio is getting double-teamed. But because of all that respect that Julio gets and he's drawing those double teams and that leaves Ridley wide open down the field. And he's getting a lot of opportunities to actually step up and be the man.
0: He is so crispy at route running. I mean, he really reminds me of Antonio Brown. And I'm not, that's not a real like hardcore like comp. And I'm not telling you he's going to be the next Antonio Brown on the field. But, you know, the way he, Julio's got such a, a grace about him, because he's long, and he's tall, and he's big, so he's like, when he comes out of his breaks, and when he's running full steam ahead, he's like half cheetah, so he's got those long strides. Julio's kind of, or uh, Calvin's more like compact, like, da-da-da, like a little quick twitch, like really crisp route running, right of Antonio Brown, you know, on the field, so. Without the attitude. Well, yeah, without the attitude, for sure, <laughs> so. The body control is sick across the sideline. like Julio and Calvin have pretty much the same like diving play to hit the pylon. I want I want somebody I'm waiting for the internet to figure that out and put those plays side by side pitcher wise um, for their touchdowns respectively so.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And then the uh, the last positive, which we've talked about a couple times in this podcast already, but the Falcons have played really well against the run. Uh, let's see what they can do this week, though, because they are going against a much more physical yeah. team that's capable of right. just running it straight down the middle, uh, right at them. So, let's see if, if they can actually embrace the smash-mouth football. Right. and if they're gonna play, I think they're going to play – I think the Falcons
0: will either bring uh, Neil down in a box more and let him play hybrid linebacker or, you know, they will see what the rookies have. Like, we'll see the, the, the linebacking depth of what they can do with this running attack because – I don't have a lot of um, I don't have a lot of uh, confidence that at, at the defensive line they're going to make stops because of the skill of you know the Chicago Bears are like this is what they do so like their design plays it's not just like standard all right line them up and rush it they're going to run stunts they're going to run draw plays and all that kind of stuff so like getting to the second level it, it's going to come down to the skill of the linebackers to figure out what the heck's going on and to make stops you know, two to three yards beyond the line of scrimmage and not eight or nine, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this could be a good test for the defensive line. And hopefully the, you know, the line has been surprisingly well. I mean, like, against the run. So, like, you know, obviously we've chronicled that there ain't no reason to run against this team because the secondary is so porous, Mm -hmm. but, you know, They've been surprisingly when they do – I mean, Zeke didn't – they were behind a bunch. I know I understand that. But I don't know. It was good – it's it's good to see, like, a good running back not be able to get it, like, all the way popping. Because you remember Chubb last year, what happened there. So, yeah. Chubb ran ramp, ramp shot, and, like, he just ran all over them. And so they haven't been run all over yet. So, it, see, I said, yet
1: yeah. they not – you know, hey, so – yeah. yeah, Going back to the secondary again though I, I just think that that's a unit that just really needs something positive to happen I mean they really did for a long time but the NFL is just you know we, we talked about this before too it's just it involves so much momentum going from game to game to game. And so if you never really you know see anything positive or anything positive really happens to you and you keep on getting blown by yard after yard after yard, you know, you, you're not getting, you're not catching at the receiver pass after pass after pass, and they're just blowing right past you. Then you're going to start just not believing in yourself at a certain point. Right. That's gonna, and you're mm-hmm. not going, but whereas if you stop it one time, then that starts generating that confidence. And then hopefully things just become more fluid after that. So I, I think that could be as big of a step as anything, as something positive can happen for the Atlanta Falcons secondary. And maybe that could be a building block for the future.
0: I totally agree. Uh, a pick or a pick six or an impact play, or a tip drill, whatever, would go a long way for this defense.
1: For sure. For
0: this secondary yeah. as well. You know, you know, or maybe a big game for Oliver or Terrell or somebody having a couple tackles, a couple sacks, dial up, dial up some blitzes, corner blitz, how about that? You know, some, some, some impact play from the secondary would really, like you said, go a long way. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: For sure, and also, if that thing that you told me about is true and we have co-defensive coordinators and they're like, one defensive coordinator is calling plays on first and second down, the other one's doing third down, we need to change that immediately. Yeah, I thought, well, dude,
0: when I read that, I was like, man, nowhere else in, like, any football I've ever read is ever like that. You know, remember, like, a couple years back, they had, like, the general manager. There was something weird goes on with the draft. And it was supposed to be one person picks the groceries, like Thomas Dimitrov picks the groceries, and Dan Quinn's the chef, and Dan Quinn makes the meal. So like Thomas Dimitrov is picking the players, Dan Quinn's going to coach the players. That's how it's supposed to go. But one year it got crazy. It was like all it was like three general managers in the room. It was like Yoli and Thomas Dimitrov, and there was another guy I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like three general managers all. At one time in the draft room, trying to figure out who they're going to draft. I was like, that is absolutely insane. You got three general managers in there, and they all want something different. You know, one guy wants to be physical, one guy wants to go offense, one guy, you know, who, there's no, that's that's ridiculous. You need one person in charge and just go and just ride with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would totally agree with that. I mean, part of the problem with the Falcons and their draft is just too many, um, to me, former general managers, and they, you still have Rich McKay sitting up there too. He's in the yes, presence, yeah, job, but, him, yeah, but he's he's still there. He's a former general manager himself, and so you know he's got some sort of input into that. And to me, being a general manager is easy. Draft SEC players, just just draft some SEC players. That's all <laughs> I'm asking for. Just do it.
0: Oh, okay. man. I would like to go. Manager. I would like to go through in a, in a, in a future podcast in a future. Feature show episode whatever we're calling these things that um I would like to go through like it gets some statistical proof of how many PL- how many top tier players played in the SEC how many you know what's the overall who has the biggest what college football conference has the most players volume wise in the NFL you know draft class how many first rounders are still in the NFL that kind of thing I'd like to I'd like to do a Something like that uh, in the future. Kind of put that in your in your memory bank there.
1: Yes, I can definitely fun. put that in there. And I can tell you without any statistical proof sitting in front of me right now that the SEC has the most players in the NFL. Right I now. would. I don't know, man. I, I
0: I feel like that's just too easy of an answer, and I'm gonna, you know, I, I'll dispute that. I'll take. Uh, we'll bet a coke. I'll I buy you a Coke from the vending machine. That I uh, I bet you that it's not the SEC.
1: You're losing your coat, man. I'm telling you, you're gonna lose it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yes, those are those are some good positive points. And I'm glad you brought this to the air because we need some positivity right now for sure. Um, because I think, like I said before, and I like feel like Burger Record, but I think that the Falcons could get this game and get this get this turnaround going. It's going to be a whole lot different Monday. When the Falcons beat these guys by ten points, so and I don't want no listen. We, we ought to win this game, and we ought to win it by you know two scores, a touchdown and a field goal, and no more biting our nails because I can't handle it anymore. My liver's going to explode, and you know all that stuff. So, uh, well, you want to make a score prediction? Yeah, let's do it. Let's you know I'm not we, you know not, i don't think we're going to bet anything on it, but yeah, let's let's do a uh, let's go do a score prediction prediction you sound like you got your ducks
1: in a row you go first i do i'm gonna go with the falcons 21 to 17 i think this will be a lower scoring Ooh, game low scoring game a yeah, lower scoring game i think chicago's defense is really good so i don't think the falcons are gonna have quite the office of opportunities that they've had in recent weeks um i don't think you're gonna see them pass a lot against that chicago Bears secondary and uh, it's gonna be really hard to run against them too because they have such good linebackers so, I think we'll win, but I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game.
0: 21-17. All right, so, all right. So, I'm going to go uh same kind of uh, – well, not the same. I'm going the opposite. I'm going 27-21. I'm giving the Bears a little, a little bit more points. Like you said, three touchdowns there. I think they'll, they'll they'll run effectively early, and hopefully they'll Falcons will adjust and they'll just get down. I think the Falcons will be able to put points up, 27 points. So 27-21, Falcons win at home, no no, uh, no home field advantage. And how about this? Um, article coming out like this week, it's kind of a bad week. I feel like it's a little tone deaf by the organization. But I think it's actually, it wasn't the organization that the released the article. It was Mercedes-Benz, but it's like, hey, Mercedes-Benz is <laughs> going to have players now. Or not players. are gonna have uh, fans in the stands now. Now they're gonna run what twenty percent capacity or something. And I was like, if they keep playing like this, they ain't gonna have nobody in the stands. No, no, nobody will show. It. Nobody wants to see that. So anyway, that just thought that was interesting. So if you ever want to get into the, you know, get to the fray, go to a game together? Just let me know.
1: Yeah, sure thing, man. I'm open to that.
0: Yeah. All right. So, hopefully, Falcons fans will give you enough um, to, be, to be positive about, but also, too, down to earth, living in Realville, you got to be real with the Falcons. You got to hold people accountable. Dan Quinn's got to be held accountable, this whole coaching staff, the whole everybody. Arthur Blank, as much as I love Uncle Arthur, because that's my boy, his story is incredible, his Home Depot story, how he got started, why he chose the orange colors, just, just the man is inspiring. And he's already won championship with Atlanta United, so I really am a big fan of Arthur Blank, but everybody needs to be on notice with the stock of this franchise, because this is, everybody needs to be held accountable. And so, uh, it's, we're going to live in Realville, but we're going to be positive and we're going to have optimistic here, because I think they can beat these, stock, or beat these Bears.
1: So, uh, any final don't thoughts? Forget about, don't forget about Thomas Dimitrov. We've got to hold him accountable, too. Because oh, he... Yes. Uh, He's like the main guy, I think, that needs to be held accountable because he's basically been the GM for two different coaching administrations now. And he and, survived uh, them. And he survived them both. And so, it I mean, now's the time if we really can't, you know, get back together and have a decent season, put together a streak and make the playoffs, then Dmitrov needs to go along with Quinn. It can't just be one or the other. It's got to be both guys. Yeah. Uh, and, Arthur sure. Blank, and Arthur Blank, too, I mean, he's got to be held accountable also. But at the same time, Arthur Blank, I remember what the Falcons were before he was the team owner when the Smiths on the team. And we really didn't have that many good seasons. Now, over you could argue over the course of the last 20, 22 years or so, the Falcons have really been as good as anybody in the NFC. They've been consistently good enough to make the playoffs – They've been to four NFC title games, and they've been to two Super Bowls. Now, they haven't won any Super Bowls, but they've, they've at least been. And that was more all than right. they did in their entire history going all the way back to 1966. Six, six, yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: All right. Well, I feel a lot better now. I've got that out of my system, and I feel good about this, this, uh, this coming up game. Falcons. Todd, you have 21-17 Falcons.
1: 21-17 Falcons.
0: 21-17 Falcons. All right, Falcons fans. Todd, what you got to say to the people?
1: Well, I know it's been a rough week, fans, but uh, hopefully this next week we come out, win a close game, win it by more than just a close game, and uh, we actually have some positive things to work. Uh, the work towards coming up, so um, I'm excited about that. But if it's another loss, then I'm just throwing in the towel.
0: No, you know he's listening. He's <laughs> he's <tons laughs> full of crap. So he ain't gonna throw in the towel. He likes his teeth too much. He'll be he'll be back. We'll be up. We'll be back in the booth again, talking about all about it. Well, Falcons <laughs> fans, I appreciate you joining us for another episode of Rise Up Radar. If you like what you heard, please like and subscribe uh, on. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Leave us a review. Like us on Facebook. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Rise Up Radar. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.